Greetings and salutations to all the nations. Welcome to a Suave Experience with your boy DD. We are continuing this series, okay? Continuing this series. So let's just read in your hearing. If you guys are new here, first of all, welcome. And if you're returning listener, welcome back. All right. So we're talking about the things God hates. And I think in every relationship, there should be a basis of what each party dislikes and what each party likes. And if you want to have a better relationship with God, if you want to know God more, it's going to find it in his word because he's basically, he is his word. So in this, in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 to 22, it basically illustrates to us what he hates and what he likes. Okay. It's a, and basically, what he likes is the opposite of what he hates. And you can't have a relationship with somebody if you keep doing stuff that they don't like or they hate. So long as it's reasonable. And I'm pretty sure when it comes to God, he's a reasonable and intelligent individual. So this is what it says. The six things does the Lord hate. Yay, seven, and our abomination to him. Now, abomination, as we, I didn't explain in the other one, is basically when you understand scripture, God has three types of laws. It's basically three characters, or not characters, three categories of law. So he has the civil law, which is basically like don't muscle the ox, is certain things like that of that nature. You can find a lot of that in Leviticus and Numbers. Basically, the rules for interpersonal relationships as they work together in that land. So then they have ceremonial law. So it can be sacrifices and um, how it should be done that way or circumcision. And then they have moral law, which basically triumphs through all generations, all right? So there's a thing that we call conscience. And that's what God said. He writes his law upon the hearts of man. So basically in that sentiment, every time you were to do something bad and you hear that voice saying, that's probably not the best thing for you to do, that's your conscience. And as Paul says later on in his life, and you're seeing it right now, a lot of people, their conscience is seared with an iron. So they don't have a conscience and you hopefully none of you guys get to that state or are even in that state because it's it's very bad because then you don't really know what right from wrong is at that point so when it comes to abomination when you see that word especially in the old testament it applies to every single generation and he hates it so if you do not because basically the definition of abomination is a thing that causes disgust or hatred. If you do not adhere to it, then you cannot have a relationship with him. Because it does, like you're not going to, if somebody has a quality that you hate, you're less inclined to have a relation with them. Because whether it's, whether it's romantic or whether it's plutonic, or people call it platonic, you're going to be least likely to hang out with them or less likely to hang out with them if they have a quality that you hate. So this is what God hates. A proud look, a lying tongue, 
a hand that sheds innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift into running into mischief, and a false witness that speaketh lies, and lastly, the day that soweth discord among the brethren. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. So check this out, God. One thing that we have to understand for sure is when the Bible talks about heart, it's an important thing because when it comes to the heart, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, when you have it in your heart, you're going to be less likely to do the opposite because the Bible says out of the heart, the mouth speaketh or out of it, the, the issue of, of life, they flow. So what we have to understand is, is that when it's in your heart, that's why the Bible also says, okay, that we have to keep it in our heart so we may not sin against God. So, it's not saying that you won't ever sin because sometimes you fall into sin, but the more likely or the more you have it in, in it in you, the less likely you are going to want to do those things. All right. So, I mean, if you think about it for just a second, you don't really do what you don't like. So if it's in your heart, you're going to want to do it anyways. So that's why you have to always purify your heart and start the process of, of purification. But just for more information about the heart, just check out my old video if you're new. And if you are new, welcome. And if you are not, then I'll come back. And also, please... Share this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so choose to use. Listen, subscribe to it, leave a five-star review on Apple iTunes. And also, I think you guys really should hit me up on my socials, underscore DD the Suave Kid 15, underscore DD the Suave Kid, and the Suave Kid for YouTube. All right, so we're talking about a lying tongue. Now, the book of James does talk about the tongue and as well as the book of Proverbs, where we're taking this from. Now, Solomon was probably, or if not, the wisest man of his generation. I would say he's the second wisest man in the Bible. And if he's writing this, I might take some heed to it or I want to take heed to it. But here's the thing. When it comes to the tongue, a lot of times, people underestimate it. If you go back into your mind about something someone said to you, whether it be positive experience or a negative experience, you remember it. Why? Because your mind is a computer. The computer that you use today is based off of how the mind would work. You memorize it. You have coding in your body. That's how ingenious our God is. So if you think about it from a logical perspective, the tongue is powerful. The book of James says it as well. And at the end of the day, when it comes to the tongue, you want to make sure you have a, a right tongue. You say the right things. You do the right things. 
And one of the things that are right in God's eyes is telling the truth because he is truth. That's why he hates lying. We always hear it in church. The devil is a liar. Like we hear it all the time. So why would you want to be like him when you want to be like Christ? And if you want to be like Christ, you're going to have to tell the truth. Now, the truth is a scary thing because it is reality. Okay. And sometimes it can be very harsh for people to hear it. That's why some people don't want to hear the gospel. That's why some people don't want you to tell them about their kids. Like it depends or about a situation, what it is. But one thing that a lot of psychologists do say is to try to tell the truth, try to be honest. I mean, Jordan Peterson says it as well, because a lot of the times if you try to lie to yourself and say that thing doesn't bother me, okay, what it does is it builds resentment in you towards that person because you're not fessing up the truth. You're just trying to alleviate so that there's no conflict per se. But there is a conflict, but it's an internal conflict, and that's never good. So when it comes to the truth, it's good to say it. Whether you're a passive person, whether you're assertive, whether you're aggressive, it's good for you to tell the truth. And lying it takes a lot of work because you have to remember each lie. And when you remember each lie, you get caught up into the web of lies, and eventually the truth always comes out anyways. So you could have saved yourself all that trouble, all that mental gymnastics, just to just tell the truth the way it is. No matter how popular or unpopular it is. And a lot of times, as we're seeing today, uh, I think the Bible does say that men will call truth lies and the lies truth. So a lot of people come up with this and i've said this in another episode way back about the difference between the truth and your truth there is no truth is not relative okay it's absolute it's either true or untrue it's either i'm tall or i'm not tall okay it's not i am tall or or i am short okay it's either one or the other it's not I'm both of them. Now, if you want to bend it and say, like, I am taller than so-and-so, or I'm, I'm tall for uh, a football player, but I'm short for a basketball player, you could get away with that. But at the end of the day, the basis or the standard is that you're tall. And that's what truth comes into it. Truth comes into it as it's going to shed light on what actually is what reality is and because god is real and he is truth and he is the standard of truth everything that goes against it would be a lie that's why the bible says make god be true and every man a liar so we have to understand who we're talking about so you cannot be in a relationship with him if you have a lying tongue because that's not what he that's not his nature that's not who he is as a being and if you think about it from a human perspective, a lot of us, we don't like liars anyways. I grew up in a West Indian household. And one thing they always say is like, una love tell lie, eh? Or yeah, you guys tell lies too much. You guys lie too much. One thing that West Caribbeans really hate is kids who lie. Like a kid will yam off a whole box of cookies even though their parents told them not to. 
and then there'll be crumbs on their hands and their face, and they'll still try to fester up a lie, saying, oh, 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 so-and-so made me do it. And then you get beat for that because you lied. Because lying does hurt people. Another example is, for example, this. It would be, say your friend wants to become a singer or a dancer and they are trash, okay? They're garbanzo beans, garbola juice bad, okay? They're bad, all right? They're not good at it. They never will be. No matter who, doesn't matter if you get the best singer in Hollywood today. I don't care if you call Ariana Grande she tries to teach them. They'll, she'll, they'll never be a good singer. Uh, and you try to say that they're good in order to spare their feelings. And then what they do is they internalize what you said, that positive thing is, that you said to them. And then they try to get their dream started that you sparked because of the falsehood that you spoke in them. And then the crowd who has no relation with them goes to them. And goes to the show and listens to them sing. And then like, yo, this is trash. Like, why? Who let you on stage? Get off. And now their heart is broken because now they realize, first of all, I ain't good. Secondly, my friend lied to me and I hurt them even more than it would have just hurt. Because we know the truth does hurt, right? It does hurt. The truth is going to hurt. But it's better off getting the truth in and out, out the way, and then learn from it, and then go from what you've learned regarding the truth, and then become better rather than just living in a web of lies. Because really, if you live in that type of thing where you think that the truth is too harmful, and you don't want anyone to ignore it, and you live in your own world, you're not living in reality. Because that's what the truth is, is reality. You can't even lie in court if you're under oath. That's how seriously we take the truth. Because if you do lie, because even if someone bears false witness, okay, that's scriptural and that's also for law. That can affect somebody's whole livelihood. And we've seen it many times where people would lie about certain things and then take people to court and they find out that that person never did that. And they were innocent. So you can understand and you can see the ramifications of lying. It affects the whole fabric of people's lies. It causes them to be delusional. It causes them to not know the truth, to live in their own reality instead of living in reality. And it doesn't benefit them. And if you lie to yourself, because a lot of people lie to themselves, saying, like, I may, like, for example, well, I'm not an addict or I'm not this, I'm not that. If you're lying to yourself, you're just making matters worse. And everybody's, everybody else is seeing that you are and you're just saying you're not. Now, it could be that you aren't and then people are just blowing things out of proportion. But for the most part, especially if it's people that care about you, they're not going to blow it out of proportion just for the sake of doing it. They're doing it because they want to help you. And it goes to the same thing with uh, your friends as well. Like if your friends are out of pocket and you correct them, it's, yeah, it's the truth. And they might not like you right away for it, but they'll thank you later for pointing it out. 
a lot of my friends, they know, like, they know, don't ask me, because I'm going to tell you the truth. Regardless of how you feel about it, you can be mad at me. I'm just going to take it from a biblical perspective, especially if you're a Christian. Or I'm just going to tell you what it actually is. And then if you don't agree, that's fine. But that's what the truth is. It's not It's not of my own intellect, intellect or my own reasoning, per se. Right? It's partially, I guess, you want to say that, that's fine. But for the most part, it's just baseline truth and what actually is tangible, what we know to be true. All right? And if I'm telling you this and you want to ignore it, that's you, bruh. It's on you. I like. I grew up watching Seinfeld. Um, one of the things is George Costanza says, it's not a lie if you believe it. And a lot of us are in that state of mind where it's like, yo, we don't think it's a lie. But the Bible does say that that liars will have a special place in the lake of fire. So God really takes his lying stuff seriously. And a lying tongue could basically ruin a lot of people's lives. And you've seen it on the news. You've seen it in your own lives when people lied on you. And I've been lied on too. And I'm not holding anybody on that or anything. But I've been lied on too. And that that could have cost me a lot if it checked out. But the truth always prevails, all right? The naked truth will always come forth and bring justice no matter how long it may be it might not be instantaneous it might take some time but it always will come out there's people coming out of jail right now all right because of what somebody did and they lied on them and now they're coming out of jail now now it could have been 60 years and i feel bad for that individual who went through that but the truth did still come out So that's why we have to be careful with this lying tongue thing and stop lying. Because especially if you have a habit of doing it and using this facade as a white lie, there is no such thing as a white lie in scripture. That's not even up for debate. God just says it's a lie. Okay, We we did that to make it easier on us. Saying, yeah, it's not really a lie. It's a white lie. Okay? There is no, I can't find one. You can't find one. It's just lying. No, I'm not talking about like fabrication or stretching the truth in a sense that it's like you're just over exaggerating. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about people who think it's not that bad of a lie. It's still a lie. I don't care what you have to say, my guy. Like it's a lie is a lie. So we have to be careful with that. You don't want these problems when it comes to lying. You don't even remember what you said two weeks ago, and you're going to go lie, and then you have to keep up that lie. So even if people have to laugh at you or whatever, yo, just try to tell the truth or just don't answer them. If like if you feel like you're going to lie, just don't answer them. Just say, like, I don't feel like answering your question. And then no, if they don't, if they keep pressing you, then just dip. Other than that, that's what I've done sometimes. If I was gonna lie, <laughs> and I could stop it, like I would just leave the conversation or just deflect and not answer. Because at the end of the day, that lying stuff, especially if you have a conscience, is gonna. You know, 
affect you in more ways than you think. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I will be back next week, hopefully. And then we're going to be taking it to the next part, which would be the third one, the third installment, Hands That Shed Innocent Blood. So I'm going to be talking about that next week on this show. Please give your boy a five-star review on Apple iTunes. Helps do well with the rating of the show. Also, subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so choose to use. And last but not least, make sure you guys are staying safe. And you follow me, hit me up on my socials, underscore DD the swap kid 15, underscore DD the swap kid and the swap kid on YouTube. And with that said, this is your boy Darius D signing off once again. Y'all stay suave and just chill, just chill till the next episode. <laughs>